Hi, I'm Dan Fugo. In today's Spriff session, we'll be meeting Richard Lannan, host of the Glazing Insider podcast and director at Nozzle, as he shares his view on how fenestration professionals can use a data-driven approach to increase the amount of new installs they carry out and how consumers can benefit from lowering their energy costs at the same time. Good morning, Richard. How are you doing? Good morning, Dan. Good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to meet you. And yeah, I have had a listen of your podcast. So thank you. Oh, you were the one person that listened. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just before we kind of get into the topic, could you just give us a brief overview of yourself and how the Glazing Insider podcast came to be? Yeah, so a bit of a story with that. I I originate from the double glazing world. I started at my family's double glazing company uh, about 15 years ago, a bit before that as well. So I used to work school holidays and things like that in the factory making windows. And then I joined the company full time in 2007 and I started on service. So I spent a lot of time going to homes and repairing and, and servicing products. So I got a lot of experience with products from that. And then eventually I moved over to sales and spent a lot of time selling double glazing. And the idea behind Glazing Insider sort of originated when I found YouTube in 2018. I think I discovered it. It's been around a long time by that point, but I didn't see the power of it until that point. Uh, to the point where I created Glazing Insider, I got all the the domain names, all the social media, but I just didn't have the time to create any content. I just, you know, I was so busy with work and family and kids and things like that. So, um, so, so yeah, we we sort of it was always an idea of mine, and, and the whole idea behind Glazing Insider was to provide value to consumers because I realised I was being asked the same questions at a lot of my appointments, you know, and they. They, from a consumer point of view, we, as you know, uh, it's probably a bit like estate agents. We're not as well trusted as we should be for the jobs we do. Uh, there's a bit of stigma, you know, white gold and things like that didn't really help. But a lot of people appreciated how honest I was. And that was something that I wanted to sort of give people a place where they could come and get some honest advice. But ultimately, it would save the time of many different salespeople because what they would do is they'd have four or five visits as they normally do and they'd be asking the same questions for each one and if they didn't get the same answers they didn't really trust you uh so it was all all of this was in my head and then long story short uh it it came to a head last year it all got very very busy and there was a bit of a a side story My, my wife has a tea room and I was sort of helping behind the scenes of that and then I decided to take some time out from the family company got the tea room sort of back up to where it should be and then I realized there was this space that I could create content and it was now the time you know it was, it was ready to change the glazing industry a little bit with new content because no one had created any of these kinds of videos there was a podcast in the industry or two but nothing like I was planning to create and I just basically decided to start and that was the end of last year and I've spent the last well, nearly six months now, just sort of proving the concept. And the podcast is for the industry. They're, you know, they're not for consumers, strictly speaking. The videos are for consumers. And now I'm also creating videos for the businesses within the industry. And that's basically how it's become a media company um, in a very short space of time. But I genuinely didn't know if our industry was ready. It's, It's probably a bit like the estate agents world that, you know, that it'll get set in their ways a little bit and uh trying to come in with new fresh content you get the early adopters and you get the ones that are waiting to sort of see how you get on first um 
but yeah, that that's sort of how we ended up here. That's um that's really refreshing to hear because when you're in an industry, I think you you look for synergy in other industries, and estate agents quite often look at recruitment as a um, as a sideline, and you and you actually start to think, well, any anywhere where you are meeting with a client to then have that discussion um, is a similar industry. So I, I'd imagine a lot of our agency listeners today will take on board some of the things that that we're going to talk about and see some benefit in it as well, because I didn't realize uh, prior to us having a chat off air, how similar the sales process actually is. Yeah. Um, You know, and and that's going to be really cool to get into. So the first question I'm going to have for you is what do you think the main pain point currently is in the glazing industry? There's probably a few, um, but at the minute we've just, the industry's just coming out of one of the busiest times it's ever had. So there's there's a lot of overwhelm. There's a lot of, there were supply issues. But I, I think the biggest pain point that, that is going to come in, it's always leads. Everyone is always struggling to try and get more leads. And something that is going to happen sooner rather than later is the industry will go quieter than it has for a long time. And people will be struggling to sometimes keep up with the investments that they've just made in order to keep up with demand and the talking to comes uh talking to the companies they're all in a very similar position where some of them have invested quite a lot of money and they are worried about how they're going to maintain these new figures that they achieved in the last year and as I said, our industry is very set in its ways. There's 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 new ways to market and content being one of them. Not everyone's on board with that, and they're using very traditional methods that don't always work. So that and um, I'm very. I think the industry could do a better job of branding. There's a lot of companies out there that have a lot of marketing budgets, but they're not spending them in the right places. And it does tend to fall on the installers to do all the marketing to get the products out there so that consumers know what to buy. So hopefully some of the the bigger companies out there will start trying to drive it to consumers and get the brands out there to to generate more leads and, and help the industry maintain its position. But yeah other than classic business problems really just keeping customers going and coming in it's interesting you say there with regards to messaging to to homeowners and getting marketing working and what have you but how do you feel that homeowners can combat their energy price rises with glazing and fenestration um and what messaging do you think should be used in marketing comms to help the homeowner be advised of that well straight away if they haven't swapped their windows and replaced them and their you know and doors that's the first place i mean most people tend to start with attic spaces if most people have an insulated loft these days that's usually where they go um most people have a decent heating system. I, I think out of everyone I went to in all the years of selling, there was one lady who was looking to replace her windows and she didn't have a heating system. And I suggested that you actually start with the heating system because there's there's no warmth in this building. There's no point trying to keep in the cold. As like windows is not the place to go. Whereas everyone else had a heating system and they were just trying to keep their heat in and double glazing 
was the way around it. I think in the last year or so, we've had different types of customers because some of them are looking to improve. They want the bifolds. They want to open up. They want an experience. Some are garden parties with the doors and the bifolds open. But they're always still thinking about the energy because this country does get very cold. We all know that winters are, and they've got to be able to retain that heat. There is a lot of confusion as well about what to do and how they can best do that because there's double glazing and triple glazing. And that's where they rely on the advice of an advisor or consultant to come into the home and sort of say, what do I need? And the general consensus of that is double glazing is so efficient. You don't necessarily need triple glazing unless you've got a certain specific requirement that you need to achieve. Um, but that's basic. It's, it's the basics. If you've got a hole or drafty door or window, you're going to be letting the heat out. And if you're paying stupid amounts of money to heat your home you've got to do absolutely everything you can to seal up those drafts with that in mind what type of data do you perceive to be gold for glazing professionals anything that you can so that the companies installation companies build up their own databases but if you could see what properties needed to update their windows maybe they've had them in for 15 20 years and they're not quite as efficient now upvc windows uh, you know they've got quite a life a long lifespan you know it's not like you need to change them every even 20 years but you may need to tweak a few parts you could upgrade the glass you could change the gaskets and keep them going a little bit longer but the majority of people will replace them it, any windows that are timber out there that don't necessarily need to be timber you know listed buildings and things like that aside you can always see that you are going to improve it. If you can see that there's single pane glass that needs to be replaced, that would be gold because you'd be able to target them and say, is it time? Or are you thinking about upgrading your windows? Because it will save you X amount on your bills. What tips could you give glazing professionals to use available data to increase their installs? I've, I haven't done this personally, but there, there's definitely, I've seen suppliers of, I'd say more higher end products actually use uh, house uh, home sales or house sales, residential sales, shall we say, data to to check the value of a property, which was interesting for me because they were getting a lot of leads and they realized that they had very high end products and it wouldn't suit every property. And what they were starting to do was look at the value of the property and make sure that it sort of tallied with their product. So they weren't wasting their time or the consumer's time by saying this product is going to fit into your half a million pound house because it's X amount. And that was very interesting for me. So anything that we can start to use the data and it's not just saving the company time, but it also saves the consumers because as I said before, consumers get very, very lost. They see a few brands, they might see a couple of adverts and then they get really caught upon. Um, for example, th this brand in question, they would send us a lead. And I remember traveling nearly an hour to go and see a customer about this door. And it turns out that he wasn't interested in their specific bifold. He was interested in any bifold it just so happened that he found this brand. So he didn't understand what they were about. And it just meant that their marketing efforts were wasted. Whereas if they targeted specific homes that were the right customer for them to the level where, you know, it was a certain value or certain 
council tax ban, for example, anything like that, you could really target your exact customers and save everyone's time. What do you think homeowners should be looking for when replacing windows, doors, conservatories in order to save money on their energy bills? Most of them, it really depends on what they have installed because some some people out there, every house I went to was different. Some people... They didn't necessarily need replacement windows. They they may have a broken window. And, and when I say broken, just having a, a broken hinge or something like that creates a gap in a window, which is so drafty, you'll notice it. And the amount of homes I went to and said, look, you don't need a new window here. You just need to replace this hinge and everything will be fine. You know, you, your windows are maybe 11, 12 years old, unless you've got the idea. And this is the thing. Not everyone looks at it from an efficiency point of view. Some of them get caught up on colors. Um, but I was the first one to say, these are more than efficient enough. You don't need to replace any windows. And I'd always ask if they were moving as well. That was very interesting to me because it would change how I advise them. If they said, we're moving in less than a year's time, we're just trying to you know, make the property look nice for sale. I sometimes would say, look, just don't do anything. Let the new people move in and change these windows to suit their needs. And sometimes that'll be efficiency. Sometimes it's looks. Um, but the important thing is not every double glazing sales consultant is going to, sh- well, shouldn't really come into your home and try and sell you new windows every time. Sometimes you can replace the glass and just upgrade that. Sometimes if they are slightly older windows, I would advise that you it's probably worth replacing the whole window because you'll get new gaskets and new seals and you know after a certain time they can deteriorate and it's just it makes more financial sense to do that if you've got broken down sealed units with the the condensation inside it I'm the first person to say look if these windows are well sometimes they're under warranty so they they should be checking that if it's less than 10 years old and you know some customers don't know that They, they sort of move into properties and they don't know who installed the windows but if they had the information there sometimes they get it with the handover pack but you know it, you know i've talked to a lot of people it's about eight years in and i said look contact the original installer they should be under warranty they could do that but they don't always have that information and it's nice it, material aside you know at the end of the day no one is installing a window these days that isn't efficient so it really comes down to personal preference timber the glass is the same throughout every system so whether it's aluminium timber or UPVC, the glass is exactly the same. And that is the biggest area that needs to be insulated. That is at a certain level now, and it's not going down. With all the regulations that are coming in and things like that, it's only going to stay there. It's not get better. Uh, so check your windows. Just make sure that they're they're working as they should be. And ultimately then you can make some informed decisions. If they're within a certain age, I'd say if you're getting past 20 odd years, there's an argument to say you would definitely benefit. It's just like buying a new car. You know, it still does the job. An older car will do the job for so long. But if you buy a new car, you get all the mod cons. It's more efficient. It's reliable. You get your warranty back. And that's something that hands down is is more valuable to some people than others. But um so, yeah, there's plenty that you can do, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a replacement window is the message that I try and give out to a lot of people. It's interesting that you mentioned, um, you know, regulations and standards. One of the things that we keep a close eye on is the decent home standard. And that's, of course, tightening for landlords. They're going to have to be um, updating and ensuring their properties of a certain energy efficiency standard for their tenants and what have you. What would you say is the most cost-effective solution that a landlord could period- periodically undertake 
to ensure that their homes are as energy efficient as possible that they're providing for tenants? Probably from from a landlord's point of view, um, having a check on the windows it would be a good thing just to make sure they're functioning as they should be. As I said before, if you've got a broken hinge, a tenant is going to notice that draft and it's going to have an effect on their bills. The same with broken down sealed units. There's an argument to say, I think most tenants are pretty good at reporting broken down sealed units with when they're visually you know they're, they're showing signs of a broken that they're broken down visually but not everyone notices it because it, it takes a bit of time and I, I used to say to people you're probably not going to notice one sealed unit on on your heating bills but if it starts becoming a problem you've got multiple sealed units they might as well not be there they might as well be single glaze so you need to do something about it so i'd say regularly checking the windows and again from a from a landlord's point of view i know cost it's a business to them and they might not want to go down the route of replacing all the windows at you know at one time but if there comes a point where you know there's a few broken hinges there's a lot of sealed units to replace you may find it financially beneficial to actually replace all of the windows, even in stages, because, you know, front of the house, back of the house. I had a lot of customers would do that. They would change it as and when they needed to. So th- th- there's ways to do it, but it could save them overall, but their tenants overall money. Um, and in the long run, it's just good. But, it's, you know, it's a good business investment, really. You mentioned earlier in your career that you did sales, service and what have you. When you went to go and see a client, and I'm saying this from a perspective of as an estate agent, we would go out and we would have um, you know, comparables and information on the house to present to the client. What sort of information would you have liked to have had at a client meeting or a sales meeting that would have helped you win more business? Uh, well, as I said before, and as you find is... Every customer is different, every single one. And I had customers that had been living at a home for probably, you know, 20, 40 years. Sometimes it was older than me. And they knew exactly every single part of that house. And that was sort of, that allowed you to work with the data that they had. But I mean, there was a lot of customers that would move into a property and it was very, it was all new to them. And sometimes they were using you to sort of see, when were these windows installed? We don't know if these have been changed. They, well, they told us that they have been changed at a certain date, but it, we don't know if that's true or not. And you can go down the route of um, fencer registered companies. They can actually, you know, it, there's certificates and things like that that actually tell you, the homeowner that these certain items have been replaced. That allows you to work. But I used to just have to physically look at windows and say, actually, this stamp on this glass unit tells me that these were installed in 2001. So that's quite an age there. You could definitely benefit, you know, if you wanted to Um, or vice versa. You know, I can say, look, these have only been in two years. You really don't need to change these windows. So I I think the more information on a home we had, it would just be more invaluable and you'd be able to advise them much, much better. Uh, And you could also say, um, it would happen on estates because at certain times when you move in, I mean, even some estates now are still getting timber windows in. But if you had the information around the whole estate and say, actually, this estate was built in such and such, all your neighbours have replaced these French stores at the back for these products because they were installed so long ago. It sort of gives you an idea of what's happening and allows you to sort of say, this is what other people are doing. Do you want to do it?
So it give you effectively, the type of thing that you're describing there would give you effectively an overview of what's popular, what other people are having. But it's not just the salesperson saying, everybody's buying this from us at the moment. Here's our most popular product. It's here's what all of your neighbors are having installed. Is this what you would like? Or would you like to go a different way to what everybody is going for around you? That's cool. That's an interesting idea. Um, and the last question I have for you, Richard, is, you know, in a challenging market, as you mentioned before, you know, you're coming out of a period in your industry, which is, you know, very much boom. And, it, you, you know, you're looking to ma- maintain that flow as a business owner. What would the ideal piece of information be that you could that would significantly move the needle right now for a glazing business? If you were able to to pinpoint the customers that need your services for example the properties out there that really do need replacement windows because everything is going up in terms of costs and you know that those windows haven't been replaced or those doors haven't been replaced or even a mix of the two you know maybe they've had their doors replaced because people touch a door every day necessarily not necessarily every window's been replaced or it does get a bit bitty i had so many customers that would either replace every single item in the house and that's them for 20 25 years and then you'll get the ones that are just replacing a few items once in a while so you know they might replace a door here and a window there but if you were able to literally say you need our services you haven't changed your you you know the property you're in hasn't been touched since the 70s for example you know that they're going to benefit from your product and you could target your you could target the right people and let's face it, no business likes wasting money on marketing. And um, I think a lot of us in the industry are happy to to send out flyers and emails, but there's so much noise out there. I think the more targeted and the value that you can bring to those customers, you know, is better and the best way. My thanks to Richard for his invaluable insight today. You can find further episodes of the Spriff Sessions wherever you get your podcast from. Simply search the Sprift Sessions. And if you'd like to know more about Sprift and what it can do for your business, please go to sprift.com. Thank you for listening.